0: Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be.
1: What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, Matt, coming at you from the Hive of Scum and Villainy. It's another beautiful day here in Las Vegas, and uh, we're going to talk about some Star Wars Legion, huh?
2: So what's the buzz from the Hive?
1: I hate you yeah. and everything that you've ever done.
2: Thank you. I'm, I'm just shocked that it's taken me this long, too. You've done, like, the same intro every week, week in, week out. And you and finally decided finally to make the Finally make joke. a Hive joke, yes.
3: <laughs> People value consistency, Matt.
2: I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I do, sure. That, that's why people go to
3: McDonald's. It's the same thing uh, I'm going to say comforting.
2: it's a Geonosian joke, actually. I'm going to retcon that just a little bit because uh, they lived in a hive.
1: Do Geonosians make honey? You've been watching.
3: Yeah. I don't want to know how watch make coffee. I don't want to know how Geonosians make honey. No. We're not even going to go there. Not it's, doing oh.
2: it. Is, is it next, a slow news? Next week topic. Star
1: Wars news. Yeah, yeah. Another licensed <laughs> franchise business idea. Check.
2: 100% natural geonotian honey. Oh, uh, that's great. Oh. I believe it. Get, get some of that royal jelly in you. Oh, oh
1: God. No. <laughs> oh.
3: Are
2: All right, we, Are so, we off the rails already? Yeah. Somehow, if my you've bad. managed to
1: make it this far into the podcast, kudos hey, thanks, to you. Guys. Thanks thanks Congrats. for sticking around. <laughs> couldn't hit
2: that your stop support. button fast enough, could you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So how are you guys doing besides, you
3: know, the obvious... Disgusting doing great man. Jokes. I've been, been busy this is what this show is all about. I've been busy with this three D printing stuff.
2: Well, well yeah, and we've actually got somebody coming on that's gonna be knowing what he talks about also.
3: Exactly. Unlike us that are just fumbling around uh, in the three D printing dark. I-
2: Imperial terrain Dave is gonna yeah. be talking about Imperial Terrain and his so business special guest
3: coming up, so great. This is awesome. That's
1: awesome because we don't need like you know little shapes that look like they were printed by the world's saddest Christmas elf.
3: Which this one certainly <laughs> does that I'm holding in my hand right now, which again is a visual which makes for great radio um but yeah so 3d printing is is actually pretty cool uh you know got into it about two weeks ago we've had the printer for like (laughs) for like seven months but we finally set the thing up like three weeks ago um and that thing's been humming 24 7 cranking out terrain and uh trying to get some star warsy stuff for the store here um, because there's not a lot of Star Wars stuff out there that's ready-made terrain. So, you know, we've been playing here with getting by with, you know, 40K terrain and general wargaming terrain. So, you know, I figured we'd get it cranking and get some Star Wars stuff. Wait, out you here. think there's
1: oh. too many skulls on the terrain that we put in for Star Very Wars? Very gothic. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I, I, I've yet to see a high gothic planet in uh, Star Wars.
2: Skulls for the skull guy.
3: <laughs> skull guy. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, that's what they do. But, uh, so, before we get stuck onto that, have you guys watched Resistance yet?
1: No. No. Would you like to enlighten us about how you enjoyed it so far, Matt?
2: John, you would not like it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Perhaps if you had a few shots, uh, you would probably enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. I've only seen the first two episodes, but the first pilot is, like, a double length, so it's, like, three episodes in. It's pretty good. I like it. It's, It's not quite as... You know Disney kids, you know type thing where it's like it's a lot of bright colors and uh, on the palette and all that. But uh, overall, pretty cool. Uh, My only complaint so far is his amount of oh wow, you know reactions during the first episode. (laughs) So the guy is supposed to be the setup is he's a New Republic pilot. Okay, but a at that point because this this all takes months uh, takes place six months before. The uh, uh, the the Force Awakens the Force Awakens okay. thank you, and but so a by this time clunky World War Two era CR ninety flies in and he loses his crap and I was like come on man really you got to have some better ships flying around in the the Navy but whatever I understand he's supposed to be the every man we identify with and I'm sure if uh,
1: by his losing yeah. his crap does he go
3: oh wow it, just like golly you know, gee it's if, a CR ninety yeah. wow yeah.
2: But uh, and then him having lengthy conversations out in public with the BB-8, saying, "So how do I be a spy?" <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I can think of is the first rule of Spy Club <laughs> is you don't talk about Spy Club. Do you
3: remember the opening but, days yeah. of Star Wars Galaxies? Did you ever play? Did you play oh. Star Wars Galaxies at launch?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't. I think it was pretty close, within a month or so.
3: The best thing that they did, and they eventually fixed it. But, you know, you could join the Rebellion or the Empire. Uh And you joined the Rebellion by going... To the Rebellion recruiter yes. <laughs> who was standing out front of the Moss Eisley cantina right. with a giant rebel flag behind him yes. saying, come join the Rebellion, as like stormtroopers walked by. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. No, clearly you know?
2: they've got to hang a lantern on some of these things to <laughs> right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, inform the viewer this. Oh, yes, his mission is to spy. How do we tell them that he's trying to learn how to spy without him you know, monologuing about it. And
3: not only do that, but do it to an audience of eight-year-olds who understand nuance yeah. in no way whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Death but, Star Plants. Oh,
1: wow. Wow.
3: <laughs> they just left them out here. How cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but overall, it's it's very watchable. If you enjoyed Rebels, I'm sure you'll enjoy Resistance. And uh, yeah. So there's there strike
3: two for John.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will let you
3: enjoy. I, things, I, I know there okay? is
1: good in you. I will let you enjoy things. Thank you. I appreciate that. I won't criticize. How's, it, how's the Brewers
2: Oh, Ooh. oh! Why can't oh, you ouch. let me enjoy things? I, I, I just asked a question. Do you enjoy your concerned. team losing in the NLCS? Ooh. Okay. Never mind.
1: If you hit 145 in the LCS, query you should Joan. not be MVP. I don't right. care what the regular other season Star numbers were.
3: News. Okay. <laughs> Got a message from a friend of the or BFF of the show now. Oh, okay. LJ Pena. LVO is up to 39 registrations. That's as of this afternoon. And we're still months away. That's yeah. fantastic. So, oof, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a big
2: turnout. We're, sorry, we're doing sorry well, so. uh, Infinity and Flames of War and other small game. We're right. we're gonna be edging you out. I think. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Wait. So there's 39. So I'm at least guaranteed to not be 40th place yet. Exactly. All right.
3: Correct. Which is you
2: know when I you're when just I shooting finish. for that top 40 position, huh?
1: Look, all I want in this America's LJ, top 40 this, this legion. is my uh, my message to you. All I want at the end of the day is to check, like, Happy Gilmore style with, like, the very last place check. <laughs> yeah. Which is a giant one so I can carry it around in
3: my Wookiee
2: right, suit. Where do I get my giant check?
3: <laughs> what about that? I'll take one of them. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, that, that's the thing I love about huge tournaments, because I would do this all the time in X-Wing. I'd be like, I finished 53rd. I was in the top half of the field. Yeah. 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 Like, you that know? top 50%. I'm a, I'm a makes... top half X-Wing player. Yeah. I finished 53rd.
1: I I have no illusions that I will be a top half finisher.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I always went for, no matter how many people, I always went for top third. That was what I, you know, uh, even if I didn't make the cut, if I finished top third,
2: I had a a good day. uh, I've talked about my Warhammer fantasy experiences before. And honestly, there's something quite liberating being on the bottom tables because then you can absolutely, you're just Just playing for fun. You are just cracking jokes because all the pressure is off. So there is definitely something to be said for uh, just... Uh, having a blast down there, scumming it at the bottom. It's like it's at, yeah. It's like that line in Deadpool. It's like, well, Mister Wilson,
3: I see you finally reached effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That'll be me. Yeah,
1: in my wookie suit, probably drunk.
2: Ah, sugar bear, you reached effort before you <laughs> signed up. That's, yeah, let's so be honest. Here.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Um, one more thing in Star Wars news. Um. Mandalorian or the, the Mandalorian show that uh, Jon Favreau is producing. We talked are, a little are we going to
2: be covering every small thing that comes out of that? Yes, because yes, yes.
1: it's Mandalorians yes. and they're awesome. Because it looks cool.
2: I'm okay with all of this. Okay, they, proceed.
1: They released another photograph on Instagram and they have the shock rifle. From which, the holidays. You watch holidays, yourself, Josh. Myself. They've
2: got which, your number.
3: Which really makes me kind of conflicted. Because, you know, on one hand, it's the Mandalorian. Yeah. That's on the hilarious. other hand, it's references to the... God-awful,
2: terrible, <laughs> it's tongue I know,
3: cheek. holiday special.
2: Which but they're the legitimizing their- it. What? But, no. Okay, guess who else got their start on the holiday yes, special? Yes, I know. Lumpy. St- <laughs> I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Just,
1: how dare you hate Lumpy. Yeah.
2: You thought I was going to say Boba Fett. I did. And I hate
3: you guys. Why do I do this show? Because 30, you love us 33 love episodes, 34 yeah. episodes. I 34 think i my time. Yeah.
1: The, I, man, the man who beats us to death on a regular basis with barricada is complaining Bar- about Lumpy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> See, you're just going to have to deal with it and soldier on. Soldier on, Josh. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: So what are we talking about this week?
2: So uh, 3D printing. So, this is
3: like the 3D printing terrain show. This is. This, this
2: is. And it's a big part because, you know, Fantasy Flight doesn't have really their own terrain. Uh, there's a, a couple of companies that have come out with their own, you know, knockoff products like Gale Force 9. Uh, but having some people that are actually startup companies like uh, Dave and Imperial Terrain is uh, pretty cool because yeah, we're getting terrain, a, uh, gaming, yeah gaming all those guys all that, that uh, we're getting a little peek behind the curtain because it sounds simple right I just I buy a three three D printer I I load in the, the medium and yeah medium I get awesome then, looking then stuff then hit right play. there and then it's, it's not like, that easy and then I've got <laughs> X wings and Y wings and and collector's edition Han Solos with uh, the carbonite you know thing going on. Is that not how it works? No, that's absolutely uh, not how oh, it works. Okay. Wait, so, he uh,
1: wasn't he wasn't doing jazz hands when he got frozen in carbonite? <laughs> I
2: don't remember. <laughs> I, wasn't, I yeah. don't know, I don't think
3: so. <laughs> no. But not weren't his hands tied when he went down? Yeah, cuffed and some He was sort. cuffed, wasn't yeah. he?
2: And then, Did they free him right before I was? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I
3: don't remember. It's always been one of the continental. 3D printing. About about 3D printing. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, I just kind of got into 3D printing, you know, set up a, a printer. And the printer that I have, uh, printing is a very scary world because there's about 9 million 3D printers on Amazon. Yeah. Some of them are really good. Some of them are knockoffs of the really good ones. And some of them are just straight trash. Um, so,
2: if 3D printers were astromech droids would you say you have the... Oh, is BB-8 even considered an astromech? We'll say R2-D2 yes. is the yes. pinnacle astromech. of astromechs. No, the, the and then you have the I R4 have. with a bad motivator. Yes, that, the R4 <laughs> okay.
3: with a bad motivator, um, you know. I, Perhaps or, the you know Clone what? Wars,
2: uh, what the R5 with his brain scooped out, scooped out so the guy could ride her along inside of him.
3: I'll tell you what, the, 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 the 3D printer I have uh-huh. is functional kay. and sturdy and does the job but it's not flashy in any way, shape, or form. It's a gonk droid. That's, that's the 3D oh, okay. printer that I have. It okay. just kind of sits in the corner. Not it's speedy. Calm, it's, calm. Uh, yeah.
1: It does the job. It does
3: the job. It has its purpose. It performs its purpose satisfactorily.
1: Was that on your resume for your I last like I little to say a sounds it was. like an EPR little
3: <laughs> bit yeah, 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 that's, <laughs> that's which, which, yeah, which is of I describe me in, a little bit of a
2: little bit of a little of a little the, the, yeah. the of Gray of 3D printers. of
3: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a to say that, but, you that know, I do see a sponsorship opportunity here a they ever of to contact me and a me endorse them. You know, i of gladly do
2: that. You a shave a gonk droid into a side of a head. of be cool. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah. Uh, but, no, I'm working with, uh, it's a it's a Kitty Tech um, X1 Mark II. Um, well, that, that sounds fancy. I know, right? It <laughs> sounds um, like uh, it's a it's a it's a very beginner-ish printer. It's very easy to use. Um, print quality is okay, um, but you know, a lot of three D printing I'm finding out is having the right settings. So you've got to go, you know, go online and that, find that's out. That's my hey, question. How much
2: book learning did you need to do? Not to much. Get the this. Book I mean, learning. it's, it's yeah.
3: reviewing a couple of of. You know, one page web pages, reading a couple articles, you know.
2: But start to finish, like, okay, they sent you the printer, you get it, you open up the package, mm-hmm. now what?
3: The printer itself is self-contained. It's, you know, and, and that's the thing. You can buy
2: kits. You don't need like an engineering degree no, to no, no, get no, no, set no, no, up no. with this. You don't need to. It would help, though. Y- you can <laughs>
3: buy kits that are kind of like the equivalent of putting together IKEA furniture. Okay. Right? They're they're they're, they're meant to be put together. Yeah, yeah I've and, heard and like the Tinker simple, Toys. Right. Be, yeah. Or there are ones that you can buy from, you know, fries or whatever that mm-hmm. they're, they're self-contained units. Take it out of the box, put it on your table, level it, and go. Hmm. Um you know, this one you gotta you know you gotta make sure and you do a calibration print, just like when you get a normal printer, right? A paper printer. You know, you do the cali you set it up, you do calibration print, make sure it's all good.
2: Um That's you know? just crap they put on the page to make to sell ink. They just put every color they can <laughs> on those things to scam. Right. Wake so up sheeple.
1: So you run <laughs> out of magenta and somehow yeah. still yeah. have to buy yeah. a new ink cartridge right, right. we'll yeah, never yeah, use yeah. magenta ever.
2: Right. But um, I can't print black and white because it's out of magenta. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, I mean, total setup for this was 15 minutes maybe. You oh. know, and that includes out-of-the-box, calibration, ready to print. Um, your mileage may vary? Your mileage may vary, of course, depending on what model you get. And I can only speak for the one model that I have. And like I said, there's 9 million of them out there. Um, but you know, getting stuff to print was fairly easy. You know, you've got a couple of different uh, avenues out there. You can go online. There's a website called Thingiverse that literally has prints for Is that whatever from a sci-fi
2: series or something that sounds familiar. Know. I'm not.
3: I don't know. Um, but you can literally print whatever the hell you want. Like if you have something, pick a fandom. Pick yeah. pick something that has utility at your house. Anything you can find it on there. So I can
2: print myself a wand holster for my Harry Potter cosplay. Yes, you can.
3: Sweet. Um, (laughs) You can print display stands for your three D printed. No judgment. uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, but I mean, you joke about it, uh, even to the point where you can go and print Mandalorian armor.
2: Okay, now you have my attention. Now, oh, oh! Uh, let, do I have your attention let, now? <laughs> I just went to let Gary, Glenn, Ross. Yeah. On it. oh <laughs> a Set a steak knife. Anyway, I would love a set, uh, set of steak
3: knives. But what you know, there is some crafting involved in that because you have to go and like the helmet prints in eighteen pieces, and then you got to glue it together and sand it and, and all of that. But yeah, you can make functional Mandalorian armor three D printed. Cool. From a from a, the armor
2: is not actually functional. Please do not test this in the field. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it won't, it won't deflect blaster <laughs> bolts, you know. So when you 3D print the Han Solo DL-44 and shoot it at your Mandalorian armor, it will not work. Of will course, it, we don't have Tabana Gas, yeah. so how would it work? I will mean, it digest it's in the stomach of a Sarlacc monster? It may, okay. because, bi- because PLA is biodegradable. Um, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, as it pertains to Legion, though, you go on there, you download the files that you want, um, and then you put it into what's called a, a slicer program. Usually it comes with um, a, a slicer program that, you know, it comes with the uh, the 3D printer that you buy. Uh, Windows 10 also has one integrated into it. Is it a it, master slicer? No, it's not. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're not looking for a red rose uh, or whatever. The, the, red the red palm. Red whatever. Yeah. Don't
2: join. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
3: Anyway. Um so you got to make sure that what you're printing fits your print bed, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, because I have a beginning printer, the print bed's only 150 millimeters by 150 millimeters. It's relatively small. The Legion-scale stuff that's out there, you know, if you were to go and print a full-up X-Wing, wings closed, landed, Legion-scale is, like, 300 millimeters long, right? It's, it's fairly sizable. Okay. Um, so... You know, at that point, you either have two options.
2: Which is probably why you see so many wrecked fighters and things like that on the table. Definitely. Because it's a smaller area. You don't have to do a complete thing. Okay.
3: But at that point, you have two options. You could scale it down, which obviously, if you scale it down, then you're losing the scale. scale. You know, what is this? A cantina for ants? (laughs) (laughs) Three times the size. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, Or you can slice it up, you can print it in. Uh, a couple of pieces, and I gave John a piece of terrain that was sliced up into pieces. So John, it was two pieces, take it away. and well, it was honestly, three. Oh yeah, you're right. was you the lost vertical, a the vertical piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was.
1: It, it looks great, honestly. Like the like the slices are masterfully done. um That you know you can easily glue them together, and it's you know there's you know maybe put a little bit of green stuff in there just for filler or gap filler. But on that, yeah, they look good. a so um,
2: basic m- hobbying. Yeah, you know. yeah. I applique. mean, if
3: you're doing Legion stuff already, the hobbying stuff for 3D printing is not beyond you by any stretch of the imagination.
2: Yeah,
1: it's it's really easy to do. Um, there weren't the, the the layer lines weren't too bad on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I, I did the primer coat on it, so I'm going to go through and sand it and then uh, do the rest of the painting, and I'll, I'll throw the photos up on our, our Facebook page. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so far, I, start, I, start I handily finish. approve of your, your first work. Grab,
2: grabbing the file, mm-hmm. hitting print, and calibrating it all. That. How long before you had, like, the, the building that John has?
3: Including printing the building? Yeah. So the building had to print in three pieces. Okay. Um, it used up pretty much the entire print bed. And it printed the three pr- pieces printed in a total of about fifty hours. Wow, it, it takes a while. It's but you know, Ain't it's nobody got time for that. Right? Well, <laughs> but I mean, you play Eve online.
2: Uh, nobody really plays. Okay, e okay. Spreadsheet. Spread Open the spreadsheet. Yeah,
3: but it, it's the same kind of thing, right? It's like okay, it's printing. It's not like you don't have to sit there and watch. it, You don't have to it, sit guess, there and watch yeah. it. It's not like you're you're wasting time it doesn't record, it's not like painting i i can't just like set my models in the corner and come back in 10 hours and they're painted right so all you're doing is hitting print and going away
2: can we have a new saying? Instead of waiting for paint to dry, we could, like, waiting for the 3D to print. Or... Right.
3: I mean, <laughs> you cook in a slow cooker, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you put the stuff in. You shut the lid. Two hours later, you come back. You got tasty food.
2: Delicious uh, pot roast. Exactly. It's, wait,
1: wait. So 3D Matt, printing's the same same thing. You don't just put models on the table, and then, like, a week goes by, and all of a sudden, they're, they're back in painting. Matt does, because I mean, when I he do. puts <laughs> the models on the table, you yeah. pick them up and take them home and paint them. Yeah, I'm the, That's how Matt paints. I'm yeah, the model painting yeah. version of Underwear Nose. There you go.
2: There it is. <laughs> what is phase uh, phase
1: two? I don't know, question mark. Stay <laughs> three, profit. Uh, have have profit. you gotten a profit
3: yet? He has not gotten <laughs> a profit yet. No. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean the biggest thing that I've that I've found is making sure you get the settings right. Mm. Um, because sometimes things have overhangs, right? And if you don't print supports for them, um, the overhang will droop. Um, is that like, something
2: you have to fix in the file, or is that like it's, a printer
3: it's a, it's a toggle thing. Oh, okay. So what it does is it looks for everything that overhangs, like the main body, right? Anything that juts out, anything that is independent, and then what it does is it'll print supports for everything <sighs> as it's as it's printing up.
2: I need and, you to make a red rocket, you know? Yeah. For my Fallout game too. Absolutely. That would it's, be. It's on the that would thing. Be awesome. Cool. Like yeah. there are.
3: You tell me the scale and how tall you want it to
2: be. Same as Legion, so. Okay.
3: Yeah. Perfect. Um, and, and you can kind of, and you know, I, I've got one of the things that, that I've 3d printed kind of a courier speeder. Um, and I'll, we'll post pictures up on this uh, online so you guys can see it. But if you look at the roof, see how it's kind of like misprinted a little bit, how it oh, kind of slopes up because uh, it didn't print supports underneath oh, here. Gotcha. Okay. Cause, cause I didn't have supports on for this because it's very blocky and angular. So there's not anything that really needs supports off of this print, except for this one little thin area. So because as it was printing and you're, you're working with hot filament here, it kind of warped a little bit.
2: I mean, it's tattooing as hot yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. mean, it,
3: it gives it character. Yeah. you know, it's like it's like you seen the movie Slapshot, right? You know, old, no. old movie, seventies. Oh, yeah. Um, but you, the guy's taking the axe to the to the to the bus, right, for the, wow. the traveling team, and the guy's like, "What are you doing to the bus?" And you know the whole the whole gist of the movie is it's like rough and tumble hockey players, right?
2: Oh, so like cutting edge or? Oh my God,
3: no! Did you just reference the the figure skating movie? Yes, he did. Toe peak? Yes, <laughs> God. He did. He did. But anyways, so like the the whole thing with the movie is they're you know they're uh, you know they they reinvent themselves to be like thugs on skates basically. So they come out of the game and this guy is sitting there with an axe and he's beating on the bus with it, cutting holes in it. And the guy's like, "What are you doing to the bus?" And the guy looks at him and goes, "Making it look mean," you know. <laughs> so that's the speeder here. It's I made it look mean. Yeah. I, I appreciate there sticking another go.
1: dated sports movie Bright reference in our show. Right, seventies. Paul Newman was in it. Great movie though, yeah. the Hanson
2: Brothers. Yes, yes, it's classic. You, you've never seen that? Movie. I, I, I sure You should. You, you sure should. It's, it. a, uh, okay. it's a it's a yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a great movie. Right. But uh, the biggest thing that
3: I see with printing is you know layer lines. Yeah. Um and it's really it gets really hard once you start doing things like maybe dry brushing and stuff like that because what does dry brushing do? Picks out the details. Picks, Picks up details. all the yeah. all the yeah. raised areas. Yeah. Well your 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 model is nothing but a layer of raised areas. Right? So when you go to dry brush you got to be careful that you don't just see stripe you make big stripes down the side of your model or anything like that. So but the thing about that is, is you know, you see those kind of print imperfections when you look at it up close. Put it on a table during during terrain, whatever, you know, it's, it looks It looks fine. good, yeah. You know, you, 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 you put this on the table and it looks like it belongs there. Yeah. You know, and all those little details that you see as imperfections when you look at the models up close, you don't see them when they're on the table.
1: Well your stuff looks good but uh, let's talk to an expert on this stuff yeah because
2: I'm definitely not an expert yeah we, we need to we, need we to do talk. appreciate your insight though yeah thanks and no I will problem. have work for you in the future.
3: I need a better I need a better uh, printer definitely that's on the Ooh. that's on the that's on the to-do list is to get you're a, liking it printer. that much then yeah it is okay yeah. cool All right. well, we're gonna
1: take a quick break and we're gonna come back with uh, Dave from Imperial Terrain. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tatooine. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTatooine.com. A proud member of the Radio Free Tatooine Podcast Network.
0: you're listening to the legion outriders podcast a member of the radio free Tatooine network recorded on location at power nine games whether you're looking for the latest releases from legion x-wing 40k magic or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games head to power9games.com and use coupon code outrider10 to get 10 percent off your order Plus, shipping is free on orders over a hundred dollars. Now, back to the Outriders.
1: And we're back with Legion Outrider Podcast. John, Josh, Matt, and we've got a brand new friend of the show. Yay, more friends! I know we're like they're they're adding you know we're racking them once up once a month. It a took us friend. like
3: thirty three episodes, but we've got like four friends of the show now. This is great. So I want to welcome Dave Lawson. What's going on, Dave?
4: Not a lot, and I, I think I would just like to start off and ask, is this the point in the relationship where we've just kind of gazed at each other from across the bar, may have just got a drink? We're not dating yet. You know, I know that that thread has gone on in the past. Have you guys bought me a drink yet, or what are we looking at?
3: No, no, no. We just sidled up to you in the bar and said, hey, I noticed you across the room. You come here often?
2: That, that's that's the part of the relationship that we're at right now. Perfect. Really, because I usually just walk up to people and say, want sex? <laughs> <laughs> You too. And This is why Matt is single. Yeah, <laughs> I've been happily well, I've been married for. <laughs> oh, sh- Holly doesn't listen to this show, does no, she? No, no, good, no, good. good,
3: awesome.
1: Good. <laughs> oh, so despite the awkward introduction, uh, let's go ahead and introduce Dave. Dave is the uh, the terrain man, if you will. He's uh, the the owner of Imperial Terrain. Is that correct? Indeed. Yep. So tell us a little bit about what uh, Imperial Terrain is for those of us who you know, are living under a rock. Yeah, the three people who
4: haven't heard of Imperial Terrain. Sure, sure. Uh, so primarily we design, uh, so that would involve... Uh, modeling, sculpting, molding, whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, terrain, Wargaming terrain fits very nicely uh, in the Legion genre. So if you want to go like 30, 34 millimeter, we can argue all day about the scale. Um, but <laughs> uh, that's what we do. We design them and then we, we sell uh, the STL files or we have a small factory, which is my garage, um, where we print them out and then ship them around the world. And there's a small little team of us that we now support a um, couple of designers, a couple of concept artists, and uh, my wife, the CFO, who actually is probably yeah. the head nice. of produ- production. Yeah, so she's now roped in. So uh, nice little, nice little uh, family business there. That's so, awesome. So just to get into kind of the technical nitty-gritty details, since you mentioned your factory, how many printers do you have and what exactly do you have? Great question. I have uh, 10 operational Mark 3s from Prusa, and those are FDM printers uh, that print PLA filament. Um, I have one uh, SLA printer, which is a, a Form 2. And then I have about four, uh, I'm up to five standby Mark 3s. So, so what I do, I kind of hot swap them out. So if one goes down, uh, I'll put another one uh, on the shelf and then uh, fix the one that's down
3: and how often i mean do you have 10 printers basically going full-time 24 hours a day
4: full-time yep so they take a they take a beating you know like Prusa is a solid brand it's worth the money for sure um but that much volume on what is considered a desktop printer is significant so i'm i'm probably fixing something on at least one or two uh once twice a week so it's, it's not terrible but if as you guys are you know getting into it dabbling if you uh trying to troubleshoot them right figure out what exactly is wrong in the first place can take two three hours and then fixing it if you have parts or you know stripping it down off another one and, and what have you
1: so, how much of your your products do you design? You said you mentioned sculpting. Do you do a lot of like actual hand modeling and sculpting, like physically, or do you do most things digitally rendered?
4: Uh, most things digital. We, uh, one of the guys and I are, are toying with that, um, working on that. We we haven't done any kind of casting or, or um, that kind of stuff yet. Um, we're always looking at different ways to kind of to change it up, right? Because uh, you can you can everybody these days can go in use a browser based. Um, modeling tool, and as you can see, there's a ton of different files out there and, and model your stuff. So we're always trying to find different ways to incorporate uh, different um, technologies, if you will, platforms, old school methods to kind of like give us a, a little edge and really bring different cool stuff to the community. So you said you guys are, you know,
3: you're, you're modeling this yourself digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at it, it looks very Star Warsy. Yeah. Um, how are you getting around or or staying clear? Because Disney loves to sue people. Uh, <laughs> how are you getting around making it look Star Warsy, but not necessarily having something that Disney can come and look at you and say, "That's our IP. Cease and desist." Sure.
4: Uh, so early on, I had the conversation with the powers that be, um, and the ground rules were laid out. It's pretty simple. Uh, number one, like don't use copyrighted terms or products names anything like that in in the product names themselves in your brand so for instance i can't make uh star wars legion terraincom right i would get crushed or in a heartbeat
2: have grand moff tarkin's bungalow yes yes <laughs> uh, so Just
4: stay away from everything from a naming point of view, and then also do not – what you won't see from us, um, and we're we're like if we do have anything that's questionable, we're going to quickly pull it off, Um, but do not like X-Wing, TIE Fighter, uh, AT-AT. Like do not copy those, any part of them, and then print them and sell them, right? Yeah,
3: things that are clearly recognizable as Star Wars things, right? Yeah, you'll get –
4: regardless of how you cut it up if you're trying to do it a little different you're, you're gonna get killed I, you know like that's one of the reasons um i was very I, I did a spin on the df9 uh hoth turret if you will and i i thought like okay this is too close and pulled that off if i do have something that uh is looks very similar it's probably not done by me and that gives me a little bit of leg room but now that we're oh, okay now that we're getting very serious um and i can get into that in a minute but I am going to pull all those things that are even close to being questionable off or, or open source them. I've been doing that, too, throwing them on Thingiverse, like the, the DF-9 laser turret.
3: Yeah, and I've seen a couple of, of DF-9s on Thingiverse, and I've got them, got them in the queue to print here so we can use them locally here in the stores. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I was kind of worried about, and you know, because you go on the Thingiverse and you see you see Y-Wings, you see TIE Fighters, you see X-Wings. Sure. You see stuff that is very clearly Star Wars IP. But I mean, I, I guess, is it is it as long as you're not
4: selling it, it's okay? Uh, so I'm going to pull out the lawyer card and say I'm not a lawyer. But um, yeah. <laughs> that's, from what I understand, you can, you can model that and you can uh, print it. Now, are they going to come down? I think they're going to come down at some point where they're – they're trying to figure out the STL game, right? There's a reason why FFG, why Lucasfilm, why nobody still kind of higher up the food chain has actually figured out how to sell them because they can't do it yet. They, they haven't figured out a way to lock it down and protect it. So um, I think they're still figuring it out um, as far as where they can reach in, what licenses they can touch. I, I work in the software business full time, so kind of uh, live that. Licensing discussion too, so I still think all that stuff's kind of up in the air, but we'll see it coming, you know, over the next couple years.
1: So a lot of the the things that you've got on there so far are obviously following, you know, motifs from you know certain planets. You've got the uh, the desert collection, which you know harkens back to Tatooine, obviously. Um, You've got some uh, civilian terrain looks almost like something from like Naboo, or yeah, from like Naboo, or from like Coruscant. Like, what other plans do you have in the future for creating, you know? new settings
4: so we actually kind of roadmap things out and how we do it is we say uh, when we're getting to the end of uh, fulfilling kind of everything that we've we've roadmapped i'll go into the facebook group the imperial train facebook group and say hey what do you guys want to see like what's still lacking Um, and you know they're typically uh, much more aware of the roadmap than i am though that's uh, that's changed recently but um so for instance uh a month or two ago you know gen conish time i've already forgotten but they said hey you know like now that it's been announced that we're going to do uh some of the quote old school stuff um in the timeline they they're looking for Nabu buildings already and so then i say okay oh yeah so now i need to go look and, and see if hey are there reference enough references out there um can I get my concept artist to kind of like, hey, can we do this? Does it make sense? Does it fit into the the gameplay? Oh, by the way, it has to fit on a build plate or I have to Mm -hmm. be able to cut something up. To fit on a build plate, so there's a bunch so of different giant camino landing pads. to go Right. On yeah. I mean, practical.
3: The, the printer that I have, you know, and we were talking about it earlier in the show. It's small. It's like 150 millimeters square. So yep. a, a lot of stuff. I'm really challenged with how I'm slicing it up, and and how I'm getting it to stay legion scale. But not have to have 700 pieces that I'm putting together, yeah. or it just looks hackneyed because there's seams everywhere. You know, there's enough challenges with 3D printing and, and, and build quality as it is with layer lines and things like that. So a bunch of seams just goes into that. So the build plate thing is huge
4: yeah it's it's there's a bunch of this stuff and I imagine we'll get to a question at some point where um, the engineering that's involved in these models and designs and, and buildings starts to become more important than like hey this is cool I'm gonna print this block and like it looks it looks okay where you, you need <laughs> to be able to hide where these destroyers jo- the cube yes you know, you know like here, here is an antenna that's like literally uh, two Flat pieces glued together that the guy threw together in five minutes uh, and some render software in the browser. So it's like it, there's a big line between all these different components and uh, steps of design that go into a lot of the terrain pieces.
1: Speaking of the design, how much do you factor in the like the playability uh, within the game itself, like I, I see that you you actually sell bundles that are made for you know six by three table or something like that. Do you do you put a lot of thought into how much terrain should be used in the game?
4: Yeah, uh, my wife begrudgingly let me have uh, a room in the house we don't have a big house either so i like it's the terrain lab and what it is is it's a full-time it's a full-time six by four table then a bunch of shelves of stuff so uh a couple of the local players will come over um and we will you know like i'll take some of the new designs i'll put them out and then i'll just watch them play um i very rarely nowadays because I'm usually, I'm actually kind of more interested in why I went out to Michigan GT was I wanted to watch how people interact with it, how they use it um, and what can be changed. So there's quite a bit of thought that goes into it. And I actually get a lot of kickback from the group because I'll, I'll launch a design or I'll show it to them, give it to some of the beta testers and they'll say, well, why is it like this? Or why is it like that? And I'm like, guys, it's kind of like units in the game. Like it's gotta be balanced. You know, like I can't Mm -hmm. make clearly one-sided piece. Like, uh, you know, and like imperial fortifications that it's just, if you were to lay them out, then there's no way for units to get over them. Right. So they're like, why are there ladders on the front side? It's like, well, do you want to like play? So it's semi fair. Do you want, you know what I mean? Like, do you, you (laughs) can take pictures, you can hobby it up and take pictures, so it's cool. But you're not going to get a lot of game value out of it. So, um, I'd
2: like to purchase one ATST bunker, please. Yes, exactly.
4: <laughs> so it's like uh, we we take quite a bit of time, and it's it's slowed us down a lot actually over the last two or three months. In the beginning, we were tearing files out at a very fast pace, and. Now we're slowing down and we're doing much more game testing, and especially since the rules revision came out, you know, like now we can uh, get pretty good as far as um, which little pieces provide uh, light cover, heavy cover, um, and always a lot of challenge around area terrain, which we're going to try and tackle here shortly. But yeah.
1: Now, do any of you have like any kind of experience within architect- the architecture itself or any kind of, you know, design? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's actually shocking because yeah. like, the stuff that you guys do, I mean, it looks incredible. That's
2: why you, they, you don't see the plumbing, you know? Or, or... <laughs> okay. Right, right. Right. Yeah. 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 Are these yeah. up to code? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: They're, They're like, the, uh... the pla- where they put all the electrical outlets on the inside make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. The pipes. Where do the
4: pipes go? I don't get it. Oh. Right. <laughs> Nobody poops in space. We know this. <laughs>
3: So one question that I have, and, and this is gonna sound like kind of a kind of an adversarial question, uh, but it's not intended that way. But with it's, <laughs> I'm it's not say something really rude to you. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Be prepared. With all of the stuff that's out there for free on Thingiverse and and, and everywhere else, mm-hmm. what's the benefit from buying STLs from you when a lot of the stuff that you have on the site is practically identical to something I can go and download for free?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think really it evolves around two things that I've I've kind of heard from uh, the customer base, and it's it's quality and consistency. So so quality of the designs. If you look at something like the landing bay set, right, you've got something that's thematically the same, uh, that all fits together, works together, dimensionally is accurate. Um, and it's something that you can continue to expand out on. Um, and the details are there. So you know a lot of time was invested as far as, um, number one, modeling it, but number two, testing that, right? Because people forget that you can't design something and then just print over open air a 45-degree angle, if you will. So uh, that's part of the, <laughs> the quality piece. Um, and then the consistency, right? Any one of my files or any of the guys' files that I sell, because I test every one of them, When you buy it, you're going to grab the file, you're going to download it, you're going to throw it in your slicer, and you're going to print it with no supports, right? Like every single time. And if you do have a problem, you just ping me, email me directly. My email is everywhere. We have the contact form, and I fix it the same day, right? So uh, that's really the two biggest things. And I didn't realize it until people started telling me that, hey, I can – grab your file. I don't have to go cut it up four or five different ways to make it work. It co- it comes oriented on the build plate, ready to go. Uh, and all I have to do is go in, use your recommended settings in my slicer of choice, and click print, which a lot of people just, you know, nowadays, it's like they would rather save the time and pay a couple bucks to do it.
3: Yeah, that is, uh, you know, as, as somebody who's been in the, the terrain game for all of about three weeks, that's uh, getting the settings right. I've thrown a lot of stuff out because it printed supports funny, or it warped, or <laughs> I didn't do it right, or it was too thick or too thin, or uh, infill setting, all that stuff. So that's that's huge. Yeah, that's Dave, that's it, really
1: big. As long as we got you on here, I, I, I had a bone to pick to you, with you. Um, I tried printing out one of your products on my uh, HP Inkjet printer. <laughs> and it comes out as just a piece of paper. And
4: what's up with that? Am I supposed to fold it like origami or what? All I would say is you'd be surprised. I've had some very interesting email conversations. <laughs> so th-
2: th- th- These prints are three dimensional, so what you got to do is take your first print out and you put it back in the tray and print it again. Oh,
4: like
3: yeah, 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 No, you got to yeah, put the paper yeah. in sideways too and fold it. Okay, and then fold yeah. it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. fold yeah. it again. You didn't yes. read the doc file, yeah. did you? I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, but, Dave. But John brings up actually something that's you know something that might be of 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 use to our listeners. I
2: find that unlikely. The, the, something, <laughs> anything on this show that's of
3: use to our listeners, yeah. Um, it's a big market out there oh, yeah. for for printers. Um, you know, when, when we were looking at getting into 3D printing and looking at stuff, there's a million printers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what should people be looking for when they're looking at buying a 3D printer, especially if it's something that they're not sure they're going to – keep going with it like we bought the printer that we bought was we bought it because it said it was kind of a beginnerish printer you know and we weren't sure if it was something that we were going to sustain um so what should people be
4: looking for when they're going to buy a printer Okay, so uh, it's kind of like buying, I don't want to say it's like buying anything, but it's like, uh, number one, you're going to get what you pay for, okay? so Buy if you, cheap, buy twice. Yep, yep, yep. If you get on <laughs> Amazon and spend 200 bucks, get ready to have a lot of fun. Um, so <laughs> what you're looking for is what are you going to do with it? If you're just going to print terrain, which you can make, you know, it'll pay for itself many times over, then you want to look at something uh, that... Doesn't have to go really high in heat, or it doesn't need crazy kind of uh, extruders, or um, anything that you know basically would be able to handle different kinds of filament. So um, there's a couple of different ones out there that are you know two thousand, three thousand, four thousand bucks because they're designed to work in a engineering lab or prototype lab or something like that. So look at what are you trying to do. If you're just trying to print terrain, then you just need something that'll print PLA. PLA prints very well from 200 to 230 degrees Celsius, uh, and you want a heated bed, right? I, I don't care if it's got a fancy magnetic bed that's removable; you just need a heated bed, period, because it makes your life year-round much better, and the PLA sticks to it. Plus, other uh, kind of low-end terrain kind of plastics like PETG or ABS, they will print pretty well. So, uh, if you know, like, I can lay out lay it out pretty easy. If you think you're gonna uh, print terrain for the most part, minis, that kind of stuff, then you want to look to spend three to 500 bucks, like cr s's or CR10s are very good. There's a couple other printers in that range that are knockoffs um, that come with a heated bed, uh, an auto-leveling bed, and they have like a 0.4-millimeter tip, uh, and they can go up to, to 200, 250 degrees. And then their build plate, which we referenced earlier, um, on average is around 200 by 200. Right, like that's a perfect machine for uh, printing stuff for your kids or for yourself, minis, terrain, whatever the case may be, and it fits within that kind of uh, decent budget without going super low.
1: Now, have you guys done any uh, any designs for other settings or any other game platforms or even outside of the world of gaming?
4: Um, I don't know about outside the the realm of war gaming, and uh, the reason why is because. Uh, it takes a lot of motivation to stay up at nights after you're nine to five to do this, right? Um, you gotta have a passion if you really want to do this. A couple other guys like Corvus, um, tons of passion, right? You can tell in the designs, um, and there's a couple other designers out there. Like, or or you look at like tables, like Sean, Sean's tables, right? Like it it takes a ton of passion to be able to stay up and, and do this kind of stuff, um, so number one for me, I won't ever probably do anything outside of wargaming um, or outside too far outside the realms of sci-fi tabletop because that's like that's that's my love and my passion. Uh, as far as sorry, this...
2: John, you're gonna have to look elsewhere for your model train kit.
4: Oh. <laughs> Um <laughs> But we will look at doing other styles for sure. And I think as a terrain business, you have to to survive. So when it comes to, to printing this stuff.
3: Um, you know, we've done some some prints here. And the, the biggest thing that makes it look kind of yeah, 3D printed is you get layer lines and everything mm-hmm. in there. Yep. How do you how do you deal with layer lines in in your designs? But then also if it's got, you know, uh, raised areas that are like detailed or anything like that. To, I mean, you could sand it, but then you just sand down all of the blocks and everything. Right. You sand yeah. down all the detail.
4: So I think it's like when you're hobbying and you, you put your post print uh, well, number one, it actually starts in the printing. So number one, get the highest quality print you can. So if that's lower layer line, like 0.2 or 0.1 layer height, uh, do that. And and more around, make sure your printer's super tuned. Go out in your community, your printer community, and make sure that you uh, tune your your extruder, make sure it's extruding the right amount, uh, latest firmware, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so you get that done, and you got this thing in front of you that's still pretty ugly because it's 3D printing. Uh, What you do is you get yourself some filler primer. You with a rattle can to Home Depot, it's like four bucks. Uh, You spray the whole thing down, um, and then you give you give it a light sanding. And what happens is, like that filler primer is designed. I think it was designed for cars to fill in those gaps. Um, And you don't Mm. have to you don't have to do it a lot. Get get you some. Most of the time when I'm hobbying, I'll do 400 grit sandpaper, and then one or two passes. Uh, Once that's done, it's actually a lot smoother, um, and it'll take your base coat pretty well. Um, It's it is some work, right? Like people there's a lot of people out there that think hey i'm gonna 3d print this thing and it's gonna look fantabulous like right out of the gate no like Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna tell no 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 it doesn't yeah (laughs) uh the reason you do it is because you it would take you so long to hobby it or kind of do it old school or you couldn't get that level of detail anyway it's like hey i'm gonna print this thing uh and then the 12 hours it takes to print i'm gonna be painting minis or doing something else Uh, and then when it's done i'm gonna enjoy hobbying it as well and i didn't have to like hand sculpt something out of foam or something else that I would have never done near as good a job right to begin with so
3: but when you talk about taking that that spray filler primer mm-hmm. you know if, if your model has recessed areas of detail too how do you you know how do, how do you fill in the layer lines without nuking your detail?
4: Um you know I don't think I've ever had something that detailed where I did wipe it away it's a it's a good point you can use uh, if there was an area where you needed to get really good detail and I would use something like a variable layer height setting in the slicer to go super low on on layer height like .05 or .1 just in that area um, and then not touch it with the filler primer to be honest so if you need to mask it off mask it okay. yeah i think go from there and this is me asking questions because I'm a 3D printing noob
3: and I know hardly anything about what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have these questions, I'm sure a lot of our viewers who are listeners who are just getting into 3D printing probably have the same questions.
4: Yeah, there's a there's a ton of good resources out there, too. You know, like if you ask in the Legion Terrain group or in a 3D printed terrain group on Facebook, Reddit, there's a very good community. Um there's a ton of good. There's an, actually, you know what? I'm trying to fill the gap on YouTube. When I when I have some more time here, I'm gonna kind of do a just a 3D printed terrain hobbying because there's all the guys nice. like the terrain tutor out there that show you the awesome old school techniques, but no one showed you yet. Like, hey, here's a 3D printed thing. Make it pretty, you know. So I want to go through those steps to f- to show people how to do that. Uh, but there are a ton of resources out there for folks that are just starting out.
3: So, uh, from, from what we understand, uh, you, you got a pretty cool contest, uh, running right
4: now too. Oh, oh, you guys, you guys saw that. I was hoping, uh. Yeah, we sure did. You know, <laughs> sure some, did. Some peeps saw that. So, <laughs> um, we're like in this road to LVO, um, it's, it's not directly associated with, with LJ and team, but, um, what I'm trying to do is just like get the the community going, you guys felt it right but before scouts dropped before commandos dropped everything was in like a a, a hole of despair um so <laughs> what i'm trying to do is just like hey guys i, I challenge the community um show me your best like hobbied table um show me like three pictures uh, have some imperial train stuff in it please. And then, uh, send me the picks. I'm going to, I'm going to f- pick the best five, put them into the Imperial terrain group, and then Imperial terrain groups, uh, going to vote. Whoever wins is going to get a brand new Prusa Mark II S kit. Ooh, right. And that's not cheap, <laughs> not cheap. Uh, I love those printers though, as you clearly can tell. So I wanted like whoever wins, whoever puts that time in that, that really shows like something different, um, a very good reward. Right. And you mentioned LVO, and, and uh, LJ,
3: when he was on the show uh, last week, kind of mentioned a little bit, but tell us about your involvement with, with LVO, what you're doing, and, and how you came to do that.
4: Yeah, uh, so it started quite a while ago, actually. You know, after I was at Adepticon, I saw that. Um, <laughs> I was, I, I, I saw GenCon, like, and those guys have a ton of work to do. I, I don't want to, like, you know, ding those guys. Those teams do a lot. They've got I don't know, 50, 100 tables or something they've got to do at those big conventions. So it's not their fault. Um, I think what I like, felt was, hey, I want to try and do something different for these upcoming tournaments. Um, so I went out to Michigan GT, and I, I showed up with one table of completely finished terrain. But, you know, much different than just mounds, like hills and random buildings scattered around. Like, I want players when they play to like hey this is clearly a starport uh this is clearly like an abandoned rebel base this is like thematically i want you to like feel that and see that from the table and play in there so uh i took one of those tables in michigan gt everyone really enjoyed that and what i'm looking to do for lvo is do at least four of those um depending on time i want to maybe surprise lj even though he's probably going to hear this and go to like six or eight (laughs) um and work with work with brendan over there too to to really bring the best tables anybody's played on yet right so that's kind of the goal is i think if we can do that for the community and like show people like hey these things are insane these aren't just like three pieces of scatter terrain thrown on here from the 40k tables like these things are like awesome like i think that'll help energize the community even more get people more into it and see that like thematically legion is something different
1: just a quick question about how you got into this. Like, how long did it take you to really, you know, perfect the the art of three D printing? And like, how big is your graveyard full of like <laughs> half melted buildings?
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we've had the store running for about a year and a half now. Um, but it was like six months before that I got into it by I was uh, the GM for. Um, our star wars rpg from ffg edge of the empire and i was like looking at the map with the markers you know and i'm like man this stinks um i wanted more depth and i wanted to be able to do some different stuff so i kind of looked around and bought a 3d printer uh, and that was like over two years ago so then i started just building stuff in Tinkercad, uh figuring out how to build a wall how to build a shed looking at, at um kind of what was out there and that's how i got into it i just I, I don't know something grabbed me you know i've always loved star wars whatever like everybody else um and i just kept night after night after night like modeling new designs and then um i put the original little desert house up and people just went bonkers and i was like oh this is kind of cool so then i built a tower nice. yeah and this you know i just kept going and it hasn't stopped since um so that's 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 how i got into it as far as the graveyard's concerned you guys have no idea i i, I mean <laughs> I'm probably this. Uh, I'm down in Austin, Texas. I'm probably going to get a call from the landfill, even though hey, PLA is a hundred percent naturally res- recyclable. What's the word? It's it's actually biodegradable. From, there you go. Eventually, yeah, nice, right? Asterisk. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> uh, it's from when the p- when the
3: dolphins are running things or the bees or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and Millions of years after we're all gone, but it's biodegradable.
4: Uh, <laughs> and and don't fret. To this day, um, we still have we still turn out like a lot of failures and it's just because these 3d printers folks, I'm going to tell you right now, if you buy one, just get ready. It's, it's not, it's not a final solution, right? It's not like everyone thinks you buy it and you push the green button. As you guys know, like you, (laughs) you got some work and it takes a lot of work to keep them up and running. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're into that, it's cool. Right. And it's not an excessive amount of work. So, so no worries, but it does require care and feeding. It's very much a tinkerer's hobby. Yeah, yes. for
2: somebody who is kind of curious about it, but uh, wondering if I should take the plunge, you've definitely brought me down on the side of, no, I'm just going to send some money your way and maybe get one of these uh, Landing Bay outposts from you.
4: Yeah, that's that uh, happens a lot.
2: Instead of investing money in a printer, what if I just got the thing I wanted?
4: Yeah. <laughs> but Unless then I'm there's... I else have the headache. There's exactly, and there's the other side of the camp that's like, why would I do that? I'll buy the printer and print everything, and then... Some people, you know, get on the horse and ride it and other people get bucked off and the printer sits there cold and quiet in the corner because it was too big a science project. So there's a whole interesting range.
3: 3D printing as a whole has been pretty neat for us because, you know, I've gone in like 3D printed cat ears for my daughter and she loves them. And, you know, there's a lot of utility to a 3D printer just beyond uh, just beyond 3D printing terrain for a game. So, yeah, it's a you know I'm already looking into getting a bigger printer to add to the stable. Uh, I don't think I'll get 10, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely something I, I'm looking at expanding. You
2: must have the largest butt scratcher available. Exactly, and it's 3D printing, <laughs> so it's a biodegradable
3: butt scratcher because I use PLA.
4: Hey, it's, it's much easier to sell your significant other when you go with that talk track versus I'm going to print a bunch of toys.
3: Right. Well, the, the the significant other is the one who's actually more 3D printer crazy than I am. So she has a legal pad of like f- four pages, uh, single spaced of things that she's downloaded and is prioritizing how she's going to
2: download so it all. So she changes you to the uh, work table when you get home. And Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Keep printing. I okay,
1: got one last. One last question for you, Dave. Uh, I touched it on a little bit earlier, but what can we expect on the pipeline from Imperial Terrain? Do you have uh, anything that you want going to tease a little bit?
4: Uh, I do. I mean, I'm going to finish out. I've been uh, upgrading the um, Imperial kind of theme. Not Empire. Notice I didn't say Empire. Imperial themes. <laughs> um, just for safety's sake. Uh, so I've got a lot of buildings there that I want to finish off. Uh, then... Um, We do, you know, like the demand for some kind of forest style stuff has been there, but as you guys know, there's not a lot of stuff to go on. So, and the reason I say it's it's really hard to do that because there's not a lot of stuff to go on is, um, oftentimes you kind of just make up a design out of thin air, um people don't like it so it's it's Mm. hit or miss but i would say that's probably a safe area and then you know we definitely want to have stuff that thematically fits with units that are coming out and then there's also always random things that um come november i'm gonna have a lot more time on my hands um and then i'll be able to go back to the community and say hey what do you guys want to see early next year um i'm thinking like some really cool large i like to go larger and larger and i don't know if you guys have seen that mark 88 defense Platform that thinks oh, yeah, huge. Two of them back to back are huge, but I got to keep it in in scope of the table. But um, I'm gonna do some like really large centerpieces that would dominate the center of the table. That you know, number one, cause a lot of issues for uh, LOS, but there's also multiple levels, and it's easy for trooper units to get up and down. That's the hardest thing,
2: yeah. That's pretty sick.
4: Sounds great for key positions.
3: That's wonderful. <laughs> as long as you're blue, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so I, I know we said, hey, one last question. But here, here's the last last question. Um, you, you're talking about the challenging aspect of finding source material for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. How much are you guys looking at? Just even if it's just for inspiration, uh, things for like the old republic. Uh, video games or Star Wars Galaxies, because Star Wars Galaxies had player cities, yeah. had you know Corilia modeled, Nabu modeled. Uh, how much are the? How much are you looking for inspiration for? Not only that, and just housing, but you know they had things like material extractors and refiners, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know and they've already got you know, probably lower poly than you're working, but. They've already got models made for that kind of stuff. How much are you looking at resources like, like some of the Star Wars video games that are out there for inspiration?
4: Uh, we do a little bit. We What we have to do, uh, number one, to be safe from any kind of litigation, but number two, I like to really mix up a bunch of different genres and and try and come super close to Star Wars, but not without copying something directly. Um, we look at games. I look at a lot of different sci-fi concept art. Um, we actually do employ contract concept artists um, where I can tell them, like, I don't even, I don't say, hey, I don't give them any pictures or anything. I say, uh, for instance, the Imperial combo building um i told one of our guys i said hey this is kind of my idea i want a modular building i want it to be uh essential. And he knows kind of the rules around some of the different games out there so i can say like hey you know like i'd like the height to be like this i'd like to be in this style um i'd like to have a couple different surfaces for vertical movements and, and things along those lines and be in this theme and then um they will do six seven eight different cuts on it um and then get it back to us so we do a little bit but we don't we definitely don't you know, um, lean heavily on them, like I said, for a couple different reasons. Um, I will always like to go and grab little tidbits that make sense here and there. Um, and then, you know, once again, you got to kind of blend it back into will it fit on a printer? Will it fit on two print beds? And can we glue it together somehow mechanically and that kind of stuff? Well, if you're ever
3: in that market for a concept artist, Who's really good at squares and cubes? Okay, yeah, I'm willing to volunteer because I okay. do great squares. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he's a squares guy. I know. So yeah, does right? Lego. So does Legos. Exactly. So. <laughs> you know. But hey, yeah.
3: you know. Then you can at least say this one's a custom square. Okay. Just wow. like there cut a corner
4: off or something. Right. With five sides. Oh, uh. I forget.
3: Well,
1: Dave, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was great talking to you. And uh...
2: any last shout outs where people can find your website, Facebook? Twitter, all that
4: stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, imperialtrain.com, right? Facebook's Imperial Terrain. We've got a big group on there, a lot of friendly folks. And they're asking questions about 3D printing, um, fixing things if they go wrong, like any questions like that. A lot of pictures, too, of table layouts. So what do you do with the terrain once you've made it? Um, just click on photos. It's there. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're everywhere right now, um, as much as can be. That's you know, its own thing, as you guys know. but. Um, I really want to give a shout out to like where we're going as a community. Um, You know, from seeing going up to Michigan GT, uh, there was a solid 24, 26 people there. Um, Now that the new units are coming out, like I expect LVO to be huge. I think uh, LJ said they're already north of 35-ish, and it's continuing to climb. So whatever we can do to support more people coming back to, or new players coming in, um, which means new designs, like uh, new cooler tables. Just you know, more people playing is is just awesome, Uh, and keep FFG making uh, new releases and new wave so um you know shout out to everybody else who's making terrain as well uh there's corvus there's dustin there's there's a bunch of folks there's the imperial terrain team uh, we're gonna stick around we're gonna keep making stuff as long as we can uh, but really i'm just super happy that the communities kind of have a second breath of fresh air
1: awesome man. definitely looking forward to seeing the stuff that's coming out next
4: are you gonna be out here for lvo Gu- guaranteed i'm gonna be there awesome well, look see. forward to seeing you,
3: man. Of course he's getting. Awesome. Why get I don't know. Maybe he's going to UPS it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm driving. It'll
4: take me a few days. Awesome. All right.
3: Awesome. All
1: right, Dave. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, we will talk to you later. All right. Thanks, thanks. for being our. Uh, wait. So do we? Do we pass the oh, uh, the date four. test? Yeah. Hey,
3: you, uh, you. 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 What are you doing later? You want to come back to our place and Netflix and chill? Sold. Maybe. Oh my gosh! A I'm bit? stopping this now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So a big thank you again to Dave for uh, coming on with us today. I learned a lot about three D printing.
3: I uh, did too. <laughs> I feel so much more smarter, but at the same time, dumber. S M R T. right. Well, at least you know. At least now
1: we know. You know, for people who are looking at getting into three D printing, you've got a great source of knowledge right yeah. there. Um, you know, if you buy one of your STL files great from him, groups for it. Yeah. Help you out. You
2: hey, yeah, group, right? I support the guys that are spending all this time and bandwidth. You know testing the terrain, actually. And, and now that he's a friend of the conditions. show, I'm
3: sure he won't mind the million emails I'm about to send him about how terrible I'm doing and how I fix it. I mean, if you didn't creep him out already with
1: your overzealous Yeah, I'm today. sorry about that.
2: Yeah. Oh, his was overzealous. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I've got mine dialed in.
1: <laughs> you might get a call callback. Uh, probably.
2: probably. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I got, I just got ghosted. Let's, not, let's <laughs> yeah. not kid ourselves. None of us are getting called back. No, never. No, no. yeah. You're just swiping right all day with no responses <laughs> how does uh, no one
2: feel about that not great I'm sure
1: alright guys well thanks a lot for listening uh, we look forward to uh, chatting with you guys next week and thanks again to Dave
0: you've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network in, at the end do you understand For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter, at Legion Outriders. Subscribe to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Legion Outriders. And make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid.
2: Now let's blow this thing and go home.